Welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is episode 194. My name's Chris Britton. I'm your host, and let's go! For Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Dial H, uh, we like to bring you up-to-date information about the game of Hero Clicks and other nerd-related content. So joining me in the studio is my sexy ranch hand co-host, Calder Ness. What's going on, Calder? What made you happy Howdy. this week, man? Man. So much made me happy this week. It, it's hard to like narrow it down, but I had to say, I've mentioned on the podcast before, but maybe this is still kind of new. I am in a play this week, and we had our opening night, and it just went so well. Oh, that's fantastic. Like, someone like gave me flowers. I'm like, oh, thank you. What was the play again? Three Musketeers. Oh, that's right. I remember you talking about uh, getting trained for stage combat. Yep. That's pretty sweet. Awesome. What so, about you, Chris? Uh, my favorite thing this week was actually how much time <laughs> that I put in on this soundboard that I'm working on. I have found so many ridiculous sound bites of things that just make me laugh. <laughs> it's so stupid, and it's such a small part of like my week, but at the same time, it made me so happy. Uh, but I, you know what? Actually, I got you something. Oh, really? Yeah, here you go. Oh. You like that? That's the, the Gary Falls theme song. Yes, that's <laughs> awesome. That is awesome. Uh, my favorite thing that I found, I'm just going to play it because it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's SpongeBob SquarePants in Germany. Is that what that was supposed doing... to be? I thought the Swedish chef had a rap album there for a second. <laughs> it's German SpongeBob, man. It's insane. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, all right. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing with most of my week is just playing around with this fun little. Uh, let me see if I can get another another sound by going. In the play, I get to kiss two people. Ooh. Ooh. Into that? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it, I was. I'm gonna see if you do the soundbite, Chris. I'm like giving you this great oh, no, segue actually, here. I got a great. I got a great soundbite for that. And, hey, here you go. <laughs> There's nothing better than a careless whisper. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right, but a soundboard is not why we are here. It's a lot of fun to mess around. We're going to integrate it. We're going to play around with it. Uh, but let's actually get on to what this podcast is about. And, um, yeah, I found this too. Let's get into some news. All right, so we have five figures that came out this week. Uh, all of them are special figures. They're not like in any set or anything like that. Uh, War Machine, Mandarin, Death's Head, Lockjaw, Mr. Sinister are the five. Calder, do you 
want to start us off with one of those? Absolutely, Chris. So starting us off with War Machine, and I really like this War Machine. If anybody knows, I'm a big War Machine fan. So with keywords, Avengers, Initiative, Shield, Stark Industries, Armor, and Soldier. Beautiful keywords. He's got one trait. Let the armor do the work. Free. Choose one. ESD, sidestep, or willpower. War Machine can use the chosen power until your next turn. And then he has special damage power. We'll get to that a little bit. So his dial is six clicks long. And it's pretty much cut into two halves. So top three clicks, he has running shot. Ten and then nine. Top three clicks, he has... Pen Blast, and then Impervious, and then the Special Damage Power. And Pen Blast is all 11s, Impervious is all 18s, Special Damage Power is all 4s. The only thing that differentiates is the speed. And then on the back half, it's 3 clicks of Force Blast, 3 clicks of Energy Explosion, 3 clicks of Invulnerability, 3 clicks of Range Combat Expert, and all the stats go down by 1, pretty much, on the second half. But he's really solid War Machine, and then his damage power is, as it reads, anti-ballistics tech, probability control, but only when War Machine is targeted with an attack. And I love how they find really interesting ways to give War Machine, like, prob, and like, I absolutely love it. So, you keep in mind, he has flight, 7 range, double bolts. This is like, if this were the War Machine, like, if this existed when we did the uh, casual comparisons War Machine when I was on, this would have been my, my pick, because I think this is an awesome War Machine. Why do you like it so much? I like it because... He, okay, so he's only 125 points, right? The one I chose was the Age of Ultron War Machine. He was 200 points, which feels like too much for a War Machine. And then he doesn't have Indomitable. And to me, they don't like giving War Machine Indomitable. For some reason, they Why just don't. Why is that? And I feel like, like you're saying, the, the other guy in the suit who's an alcoholic has Indomitable, but War Machine doesn't? Okay, whatever. Like, I feel like War Machine, of all characters, deserves Indomitable. So, now, the other one also had, like, traded ESD. This one, which, oh, obviously, traded ESD is awesome, but now you can choose. You know, you gotta remember, there's always one turn when you're not using willpower, so you can use ESD for protection or sidestep to get into a better shot. And it's always great because, really, he's never going to, like, run out. You can always choose sidestep. So even when he's on the back half dial, when he has only Force Blast for movement power, he does have Range Combat Experts. So you can go ahead, oh, I'll choose sidestep, get into a better position, Range Combat Experts somebody. Or, you know, War Machine, to me, is always a character that I feel like should have options because he has all those guns and missiles and all sorts of stuff. He's like Iron Man plus a bunch of stuff just tacked on for the fun of it, right? You so know this, how this I, movie... I keep saying that certain characters are the epitome of, like, pick a power. Yeah. War Machine, to me, is one of those characters. Where oh, sure. You're absolutely right. I agree. He can basically have anything that he wants to have, which is exactly why that 200-point dial went from Age of Ultron is made the way it is, so you can pick. Yep. So save yourself 75 points. You've got this figure. That's how I feel about it. So, no, great War Machine. Have fun trying to win him, everybody. Uh, yeah, no, he's good. Uh, but I also want to talk about another character that is exceptional and a figure that they have not made in a very long time. And that's going to be the Mandarin. Man, I like the Mandarin. I think he is such a cool character. Ten magical. They're not really magical. They're alien rings that he puts on. They all do different stuff. And uh, this figure came out, and I'm looking at it. I really like this figure a lot. Uh, coming in at 150 points. 
With the keywords of Mandarin's minions, the hand, mystical, and ruler, he does not have a single special power. However, he has a trait, and it's awesome. It's called left hand and right hand of the Mandarin. At the beginning of your turn, choose a standard attack and damage power that you did not choose last turn. Mandarin can use the chosen powers until your next turn. So he's a pick-a-power piece. Yes. But on top of him being a pick-a-power piece, his stats are so solid. He's starting top dial with 11 attack. Running shot, by the way, with 7 speed. He's a flyer because he's a Mandarin. Uh, 18 defense with ESD. 4 base damage with outwit. Yes, please. He's got 8 range. <laughs> that is true. All right. That's a 12 square spread, man. I guess 13 if you choose your damage power to be perplexed, but uh, you're, you're talking about, I mean, this is this is legitimate. Like, he's really good. He's only he 10 more points really than Jakeem, way more accessible than Jakeem, and there's actually a likelihood that Joker's Wild is going to cycle out the next rotation, so Jakeem's not, probably, not going to be legal for much longer. Yep. Do you think that this will replace Jakeem? I think he's going to see play. Obviously, Jakeem was like a you pull and you play him piece. Mansion's going to take a little bit more thought than that to play, but he is really, he is really good. I, I think he's going to actually, he's going to pop up quite a bit. I'm going to be interested to see what teams are made with Mansion. I love how he's not a super rare prime. <laughs> yeah. Okay, actually, really, just for his accessibility and how easy he should be to get, you might be right. You might just replace your game just because uh, of that. Oh. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Uh, we shall I, see. I assume that someone out there is going to see this and try to do something with it. Uh, the rest of the dial looks like this. He does not have an attack power the whole dial. He goes from ES. It, by the way, it's a seven-click long dial. On click number seven, he has 18 defense with regen, and he also has uh, phasing, so he can get away, six squares, hide, regen. He has props, uh, the last three clicks of his dial, outwit for the four, first four clicks of his dial. I think he's pretty good, man. I don't know what exactly the meta is going to be over the next year, but maybe this guy's going to pop up. Yeah. Uh, hit me with death. Oh, what? Oh, death's head, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Hit me with death's it. head with the, with the ever-popular sword keyword. Uh, he also has assassin and robot. If anybody really likes death's head, like myself, you're going to love this figure. So he's got two traits. You need someone gone, yes? At the beginning of the game, choose an opposing character to be the mark, quote-unquote. Outwit, but only to target his mark. When the mark is KO'd, after resolutions, remove all action tokens from death's head and heal him one click. So basically, you mark somebody, you can outwit them. And then uh, if you succeed, you cash in your bounty, you remove your action tokens, you heal click, which is awesome. This is like my favorite trade, because it's like the first time we've ever seen something like this. It feels like so... Break the fourth wally. Like, oh, it's awesome. Okay, so second trade is Transdimensional Bouncy. When Death's Head attacks a character that isn't a Marvel character, modify his attack value by plus one. That's so fun. So cool. Oh. <laughs> And then, you do realize, though, I guess the only way to tell, like, technically, if a character is a Marvel set is the the symbol, the 
on on the dial. Yeah. Which set like, that it came from? The card is, there a is rule? always a DC or Marvel. Is there a rule on paper that says that if it has a Marvel symbol, then it's automatically a Marvel character? It sounds convoluted and maybe a little bit very specific, but also keep in mind that I went to law school. So, like, <laughs> like in my head, there are ways to be just like, no, you can get around this. You could make an argument, and it's going to be a dumb argument, but law school. You can make an argument that, like, well, you could make it so some character is actually a Marvel character because they appeared in a one issue of a crossover with Marvel one time back in 1976 or something stupid like that. Well, you just punch that person in the face. Well, say, yeah, I know. You might plus one be, to attack. <laughs> there's going to be that one person out there that does that. It won't be me, guys. I don't care that much. But I see, I know it's just Chris, and I know people that would do that. And it's, yeah. Okay, so keep in mind all this, and he's only 75 points, so outwits target your mark, all that. He has seven range, no special combat symbols. All right, six clicks, and before we get to the damage power, I want to go over his dial. He has top dial, running shot. It's the only time he has running shot, kind of sadly. Uh, nine movement, 11 attack, penetrating second blast, 17 defense with ESD, and then he has three damage. Three damage, first three clicks, two damage, his last three clicks. He's got a solid attack value, you know, 11-11, 10-10, He's got some sidestep thrown in. Last three clicks, he has phasing teleport. First two clicks on his defense, he has ESD. Then he gets toughness for the rest of his dial. Once he loses pen blast on his first three, he picks up precision strike. And then his special damage power on his last three clicks is ranged combat expert. When Death's head uses it and hits the mark, this turn he has free. Make a ranged combat attack targeting a character he has not yet attacked this turn. So... Even though he has just phasing and teleport on that last click, which kind of kind of kind of blows, to be honest with you, because it'd be great to have this paired with sidestep. But he can use range combat expert, so you can be swinging for a ten three on those later clicks, or you know an eleven three, which I would most likely do with it. And you can you know two shots is better than one shot, right? So bang you, boom you, and also on top of all this, he has ignore hindering. Uh, yeah. I, I forgot that, that like, on the card. I keep forgetting because I'm looking at the card itself and not HD realms. I'm going to go back to War Machine. Okay, War Machine doesn't have any special. That kind of sucks. I'm like going, clicking through. There you go. He, he has Ignorance Hindering. That's that has Ignorance Hindering. He's great and flavorful for 75 points. He's awesome. I really like him. Um, I also I want to point out I'm pretty sure I know what the reason why he has the sword keyword. Sword hired him because he's a mercenary, right? Yeah. They, they hired him like one time. So I guess that's why he has the keyword. So it can only give him so few and so many. Yeah, no, that's, right. that's probably true. But I like that said. I think he's a really interesting character, and I do like his personality in the comic book. So this is a really solid figure for seventy. Oh God, yes, do the job, yes. Let's move on to another figure that is coming out. It's uh, number one hundred, Mister Sinister, <laughs> and this is a what if character. So, remember how we were talking about how they did not make enough X-Men what-if characters in the what-if set? Uh, this yep. actually came from if this poster from uh, HC Realms is correct, Asriel666. I'm going to give you credit for this, assuming that you're probably right. Uh, what If Volume 2, Issue Number 74, and 
it it's kind of a cool figure. It, it's not super crazy great, but at least it's kind of cool. So you actually have a Mr. Sinister with the X-Men keyword. He also has Marauders and Scientists. He has the X-Men team ability. He has six range, one bolt, and Indom. Two traits. One says Headmaster, X-Men. Leadership, perplex, but only to target another friendly character with the X-Men keyword during force construction, blah, 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 student ID card. You guys know what that does. Second one. This is kind of fun. It's called Twisted X-Men. Friendly characters with the X-Men keyword have power. Choose an adjacent opposing character and deal it one damage. Roll a d6. One through four, this character is dealt one unavoidable damage. So there's a 66% chance that you're going to take damage yourself. And yours hmm. is one unavoidable, but the damage you own, you give out is just one damage. It's not penetrating. It's not unavoidable. So I guess if you really just want to knock a character maybe off a top dial, off of a problematic click, instead of trying to attack them, you can just give them a power action. Yeah. Uh, uh, and just do one damage to them, provided they don't have a reducer, or out with the reducer if you can. Yep. So that's an option. Uh, he also has top dial sidestep, 7 speed, 11 attack, which is blank, 18 defense, invul, 3 damage with, as you would probably guess, Mr. Sinister, to have shape change. He has yep. one special power. It's a defense power. Now, this is an 8-click long dial. And this special defense power does not come in handy until clicks 6, 7, and 8. It's called Cloning Banks. Friendly characters within six squares can use regeneration. Um, so that's kind of cool, I guess. You can give I'm your glad team... they threw in including himself. Because normally you'd have to say, well, everybody's friendly to themselves. But now they actually make it so that way... Uh, it seems redundant to me. It, it, although it does seem redundant, but I've had to explain that to so many people. It's just kind of nice to have. All right, fair enough. Now, um, I, this is a reuse of Skull, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I can't so. remember which set that came out in, but... Was it the most recent X-Men set? Yeah, I think so. Okay. It's like the Chase, Mr. Sinister. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's like I said, he's not great, but I really like Mr. Sinister as a character as well. He's crazy and diabolical and extremely smart so he's fun and this is going to give you new options for an x-men team because i don't think any mr sinister has ever had the x-men keyword before now so there's that very nice and no it's not the chase the chase looks completely different so i don't know which mr sinister this is or if it's a new sculpt hmm. but uh there you go once you hit me with the last figure i'll look up mr sinister All right. and maybe I'll, I'll correct myself I lost my place. Oh, so there's Professor X ID card. Hey, isn't that nice, guys? Oh, there is? Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. So it gives you shape change. Just to clear that up for everybody. Number 60 from the Uncanny X-Men so, set. Calder, why don't you tell Mr. me about this last figure, Lockjaw. All right, so this Lockjaw is really cool. He has... This is completely different from your normal inhuman carry Lockjaw teleport dog. This Lockjaw has all the Infinity Stones on his collar. And his dial is really awesome, but first we're going to cover his traits. So he's got two traits. The Will of the Dog to Guide Infinity. Lockjaw starts the game with six Infinity Tokens. Maximum six, obviously. When Lockjaw would take damage, instead remove an Infinity Token. When he has no Infinity Tokens, he is KO'd. He isn't a standard character, and he can't be equipped or be a pilot. It's a protected Pulse Wave, which makes sense. He's a dog, so that's kind of cool. With Protected Pulse Wave at the beginning, which is awesome. 
Second trait is Infinity Caller. Free. Choose a standard power and roll a d6. Then turn Lockjaw's dial to that click number, and he can use the chosen power until your next turn. If you choose a standard power that is now displayed, also modify Lockjaw's combat values by plus one until your next turn, or his dial is clicked. That is awesome. And just kind of go over his dial. Obviously, each click is based on a stone here because he's six clicks long. I'm not going to try to figure out which click is all this stones or whatever. But oh, man, what are you, a lukewarm hero this... clicks player? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'll just... be my guest here. <laughs> he has six clicks, like I said. All his stats are the same. Eight speed, ten attack, 18 defense, two damage. Space stone. Phasing teleport, ESD, shape change. Ooh. Reality. I wouldn't even. Stone. I wouldn't even try. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, uh, reality stone, running shot, pulse wave, probability control. Uh, time stone. Who knows? Hypersonic speed, precision strike, and super senses. Power stone. Who knows? I don't care. Charge, impervious, and then exploit. And then this next click is mind control, pen blast, outwit. Last click is. Plasticity, special defensive power, and support. Special defense power is give Lockjaw one infinity token. This so, is such a strange dial. It is. The whole figure itself is really strange, but the dial itself is also really weird. This seems to me not at all like a Lockjaw dial. Oh, not at all. No, this is like completely a one-off from this one comic where he had this really cool collar of Infinity Stones, and I really dig it. Lockjaw and the Pet Avengers, issue number four. <laughs> oh. I think it's seriously cool. So you, you pick a power, and then, hey, if it lands on that, you get plus one all your stats. So if you have lucky dice, and you just want to choose, and all the powers he has are all good, and if you just happen to land on them, then it's like, okay, I got it anyway, and I get plus one stats, which is awesome. So sure. if you start off, Oh, I'll just choose prob. You roll it, you land on click two or three or whichever one was the prob click. And it's like, okay, well, now I've got plus one stats and I have prob. You might feel like, oh, you never are going to waste a power that you chose if you land on it anyways. So, I mean, plus one stats is awesome. This is just such a cool lockjaw. For 75 points, I I like him. And I don't even, like, use any lockjaws ever, you know. It's like, nah, I just carry people. But now, like, this is, it's really cool. This is a sweet lockjaw, and I would be very happy to have him. Ahem, I'd be happy to have him. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I don't know where we're going with this, but... <laughs> Hold on. I want to talk about something that also came up. Uh, I Okay, so I want to back it up a little. This is a meta-level question. Okay. Uh, not, not meta is in this name of the game of Heroclix or whatever. I'm talking like some outward thinking. And, uh, why is it that I always see spoiled dials and spoiled pictures from other countries before they hit the United States. Like here, Clicks Brazil and all stuff like that? I don't know. Like, why do they always have stuff before we do? That's a real question. If there there is a listener out there that knows the answer to that, please let me know. I'm genuinely curious. I feel like it's something that's like, ah, I can feel like an idiot that I didn't think of that one, but like, it does, it does, it does bother me that I don't know. Just a head-scratcher from my end. But anyway, we have a toy fair. I can't remember which toy fair this is, 
but we've got more spoiled photos from... 2018 Toy Fair. Is it? <laughs> the uh, In Avengers Infinity set, as well as the Batman animated set. So, four pictures, some new figures that are pretty interesting. Uh, we did get confirmation on the 2x2 two two Devil Dinosaur and Moon Boy. That is a sweet uh, red Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, yeah. It's got Moon Boy on top of it. We've got uh, a common Ego antibody. So I, I assume that if we got an antibody for Ego, we're probably going to get a 2x2 two two Ego, the living planet, which See, is probably yeah, the first time really we've ever had a Clix version. How that's going to be. Like, if we're, if we're going to get an Ego, like, could you potentially get a Mogo sometime in the future? Like, how cool would that be? I don't know, but it makes no like, sense because Ego is, like, way bigger than what they are probably planet, willing yeah. to put on a hero click dial. So I don't know exactly how I will feel about that. But this seems likely that we'll actually get an Ego. And the last figure in this is someone that I know that you are excited yes, for. Yes, Jack of Hearts. Yep. Oh, yeah, Jack of Hearts, and he's only a rare, and I'm so excited. Oh, oh. We can't really get awesome. much from this picture other than the fact that he has the Avengers team ability. He has flight. He's 75 points. points. He's got a trait. Looks like Yay. four range with one bolt, and that's about all we can get from that. Yep. I'm, oh, I'm so excited. Jack of Hearts. Tell me about this next picture. All right, uh, I hope we're in the same spot here, Batman the Animated Series. Yep. Okay, so we have, I'm just going to start from right to left. We have this really sweet clay face who we've seen before. Mr. Freeze, who looks awesome. Uh, I believe it's a Harvey Bullock, I'm just assuming. I'm not yeah, sure that's it. definitely Harvey. Yep, and then, okay, who is the chick with the arms? That, I'm pretty sure, is Ink. Ink, okay. From the Batman Beyond. Yeah, pardon me, I'm pretty rusty on some of the Batman Beyond stuff. I don't know, like, a lot of it. Uh, and then behind... Okay, well, first we'll do Hawkman and Hawkgirl. It looks like a sick duo. It looks awesome. You know, so that's some more... That's your JLA right there. I hope and then, that they don't do the Power Man Iron Fist duo thing where you switch back and forth. I feel like Hawkman and Hawkgirl are similar enough in the way they fight. Their power looks, set is identical. It is, yeah. So... <laughs> It makes me Hopefully. wonder why they got rid of the duo attack ability. So true. The duo attack was so... Yeah, I miss it. I love the duo attack ability so much. It was perfect. I don't know why they changed it, but whatever. 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 Behind them is a guy with the fedora. So, Chris. Oh, that's Greg Ghost. Greg Ghost, thank you. Yeah. I was totally paying attention. We have Black Batman, and we have the Phantasm, which is really cool. Yeah, that's sweet. I'm super excited for Phantasm. Oh, it's awesome. Skull looks great. We have a Golden Bull. I uh, yes, keep pardoning me because I don't know. <laughs> I can. I'm not 100% sure on this one, but I have a. I have a decent guess. I feel like I remember an episode of the Justice League animated series that did include Hawk Girl, where she fought this guy. Okay. But I can't remember exactly because it's been a while. All right, and then the guy in the brown suit with Kane and Scarface. Yeah, I don't know who the guy in the brown suit is. I have no guess on that one. All right. But uh, the point is the sculpts look amazing, and they look just so cool. It's just like the animated stuff. It looks really sweet. This, this is the set, man, where I go broke. This is it, yeah. where I spend way too much money. But we also have, uh, let's see, two pictures 
both for Ninja Turtles. It looks like we have some foot ninjas, and they're in the 8-bit dial design, or not dial design, but sculpt yep. design. Um, and then we have a Raphael that is off also 8-bit. So those are less uh, than so interesting. There's too. also a green like foot ninja with a hammer, and then there's a rock steady. It's That's called, also was it Foot Elite? And then it has hammer in parentheses hammer. on the dial. So obviously there's probably going to be there's probably going to be like so many foot ninjas in this set. And, and then it's going to eat up yeah. like eight slots out of all of the like what 32 figures or whatever. Very true. We're yeah. So the foot ninjas going to. Uh, I'm not. We also have a uh, one excited. of the rock monster guys we talked about earlier. One of those general rock monster dudes who's not in 8 bit form. Just a rock monster. Mm, yeah. So he's kind of neat. Okay, that's all we've got for HeroClix news. Yeah. That I know of. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, let's move on to some nerd-related content. We've got a few articles that I wanted to cover, things that might pique your guys' interest. And as always, I will link every single one of these articles in the podcast show notes. So the first article that I wanted to talk about is what I can only assume is a new app for those people that are into comic books that actually purchase comic books. Uh, Gizmodo.com came out with an article called Ordering Physical Comic Books is About to Get Slightly Easier. And long story short, there's a service called Pullbox. And I think you can just get on this app, and it works with your local shops. So uh, if your shop is of the mind where, like, hey, we definitely want to sell more comic books, as I would expect many comic book shops to do, then uh, they might you might throw this out to your local gaming shop, uh, the owner, and be like, hey, you should probably sign up for this thing called Pullbox because what it does is uh, aggregates basically everyone's pull lists, and then you can just the closest thing that I realize that this is like is Calder. Do you do you remember when Walmart came out with that thing where you could order all your groceries online and then literally just show up? And then they would walk out to your car and load the stuff in your car for you. This is the yeah, Chris. Uh, this sure. is the comics. That's a thing. That is a thing. Um, You're talking this, to the guy that lives like an hour and a half away from the nearest Walmart. Oh, fair. That, sure, okay. Chris. I was, I was speaking to the wrong audience there. I'm sure somebody out there knows so what knows. I'm talking about. This is the comic book equivalent of that. You order what you want, basically, for your pull list. Show up at the shop, and they've got it ready to hand over to you. So that you is actually. You still have to go to the shop. It doesn't get delivered to your house. But according to this article, it's making sure that your local gaming shop, your local comic book shop, is actually still making money, which I always advocate for. You know, local mom and pop shops are, you know, they're like the lifeblood of America. So give them your money when you can. And this might help them in the future. Awesome. Very awesome. All right. Tell me about this James Gunn article that i found so during the if you remember the end credit scene of for ragnarok everybody knows the very end credit one where it's the grandmaster like oh good job on the revolution guys that was that was real great so michael rooker actually came in on set the guy who plays yondu and kind of did a little little bonus scene it was it obviously wasn't going to be in for ragnarok since it's after a certain movie where Yandu doesn't <laughs> make it through to the very end. But 
Yeah, so my coworker just kind of pops by on set dressed as Yondu during that cameo, little little cameo in Thor that was released as part of the uh, Thor DVD. So I think that's really neat. So this article from CBR.com says something about the fact that Michael Rooker was going to shoot. Uh, he had to dress up as Yondu, of course, to go yep. and shoot some scenes for this Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Uh, called oh, okay. Guardians Mission Breakout Ride Halloween version, whatever. Anyway, it, it was on the same set or at the same place that Thor was at. So I guess he just walked over to the Thor set while he was shooting Guardian stuff and was like, hey, what's going on, guys? And then they just grabbed him and were like, oh, hey, let's throw you in a scene. It, it, it's going to be in a deleted scene that's going to be on the Thor Ragnarok Blu-ray. Awesome. So that's kind of Very cool. Awesome. I, I kind of liked that. I found one of the most ridiculous things that I've seen in a very long time, and that is if you just happen to have $28,000, you lying can around. Yeah, yeah, just lying around. Um, I think it's pronounced homature.com. They sell a golf cart. It's called, it's called <laughs> the Gotham Golf Cart. It is a golf cart that is based off of the Tumblr, man. Batman uh, series with uh, Christopher or from Christopher Nolan. It looks like the Tumblr, the vehicle that Batman, so Bat, the Batmobile that was called the Tumblr. In that movie, it looks awesome. It's so it's, cool. Oh, it's dude. such a cool golf cart. It is. It, I mean, if you have $28,000, there's probably better things that you could spend your money on than a golf cart that looks like the Batmobile. But seriously, you need to check out this golf cart. It's it's so cool looking. Um, it, it's seriously awesome. Like, I wouldn't even complain. Like, oh, you want to go golf? Yes, yes, absolutely. I'd rather just drive around in this golf cart though because it's sick. I love how on the back there are these really nice uh, golf club bag holders. <laughs> so, so you just like throw your clubs on the back and you just. Oh, yeah. Tail it around the green. It's awesome. <laughs> the seats look like racing seats in a golf cart. <laughs> so, you know, it can be yours for $28,000. No big deal. Treat yourself. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. And last bit of news that we had in the nerd-related content aspect of the show, and that is about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know how much of a fan you are of this show, Calder. Yeah. Tell me about it. The big 100, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the big 100th episode is coming up, and I'm excited. As you know, they had to take a break because of, what was it, something, like something called the Olympics? I don't really know, whatever. Had to take a break, so Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't currently airing right now, but uh, it'll be back in a few weeks, I think. And the 100th episode is right around the corner. They did all these cool, like, posters for every, like, season. Oh, they look great. I'm so excited. Oh, I accidentally turned the my mic off. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm really excited about not man. And this has been a, an adventure. Do you realize how oh, much yeah. the show has changed over the seasons? Yeah, yeah. The first season with the just totally whatever, everything's great, happy go lucky. We got our team, we're doing whatever, and then Wards Hydra, Hydra takeover, more Hydra. I felt like it was Hydra for a while. Boom, and humans got mixed in, and then. Yeah, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider, robots. There has been. Ghost Rider, robots, and then space. 
There have been so many changes in this show and so many new characters added and so much that it really is like its own little universe at this point. It doesn't even need to be part of the actual MCU, even though it is. But yeah, I'm just excited to see where it goes from here, to be completely honest. Oh, I'm super excited. I'm loving it so much. All right. So let's move on since we're out of news. And uh, how, about, how about we move on to a segment that you like to talk about called Value Corner. So on Value Corner, I like to choose a piece that is easily accessible for most people and nice and cheap. But just because it's cheap doesn't mean it has to be bad. Just because you're not breaking the bank doesn't mean you're not getting something that gives you the best bang for your buck. Even though I like to try to keep it under a buck, we shall see. So this week on Value Corner, showing a little bit of love to some of these older sets, but uh, still going to get that nice Oreo base. You know what I'm saying? No special combat symbols. Don't need them. I always feel like I almost always say that. No special combat symbols. Who needs them? Zero <laughs> range. We'll get to that in a moment. 82 points. Batman enemy, soldier, and spy. All right. I'll give you a little hint about what the dial looks like, and then we'll, we'll go into the cool special powers that, why I like this piece so much. First three clicks, seven click dial, by the way. We've got leap climb. I know, it's a, it's a great power. Don't, it's the don't best go crazy power. on That's the That's why I said, put position. it on every team. It's the best power. Yeah. <laughs> put it on every team. Then, also top three clicks, we've got Super Strength, 10 Attack, has a 10 Attack until the fourth click, and then two clicks of 9, and then another 10 Attack. 18 Defense, 17s, you know, but 18 Top Dial, 3 Damage, some 2s, so 3, some 2s, some 1s, with Willpower. So, when he's got Leap and Climb, he's got Willpower for the first three clicks. After he loses Leap and Climb, he gets Flurry, Special Attack Power, 16 Defense, and then two on his last two clicks are 18s with Toughness. So toughness for the last four clicks of his dial. Last three clicks, he's got close combat expert. First three clicks, special damage power. Let's see what this damage power is. If this character occupies hindering terrain, they have a range value of eight and modify their attack value by plus two and making a range combat attack. So you plant this guy in hindering terrain, which is easy since you have leaping climb, so you can actually bypass some hindering terrain to get to that nice perfect spot where you want him. And he's got a 12 attack, three damage, Batman enemy means you can actually switch it to something even higher and then add the plus two, you know, since it's the whole replace, then modify, which is awesome. And then on the last four clicks, which they have flurry and some close combat extra mixed in, so kind of a, you choose. Can use blades, claws, fangs. When he does, if the result is six, a result of the D6 is one or two, then the damage is penetrating damage. If the result is five or six, the damage value becomes locked at four. So it's a little bit of give and take there. But you do have flurry blades that you can potentially deal two penetrating damage, which would be actually four penetrating damage, because you know if it is one or a two, it's pen. Anything more than that, it's locked at four. So you're getting through pretty much always. And I just love the flavor of this piece. It's awesome. All right, I have. Can you tell me what the keywords were one more time? Bye. And I love soldier keywords. That's like my favorite team to build. Seriously, soldier is such a great keyword. And and right now Chris is trying to be like Batman enemy soldier, like ah, oh, trying to find out who it is. <laughs> no, I was I my mind went a completely different direction. I'm not gonna lie. Other than Batman enemy, I have no idea who this figure is. Tell me who this figure is. 
AG Beast. And that's AG Beast? A... <laughs> was that from the Batman set? Batman uh, v Superman? Uh, the one in Batman v Superman is just named Zev. Oh, that's they right. never called him the movie. Nah, KGB. For all the people out there, because I know somebody who has their initials are actually KGB, and it's pretty great. So I'm like, you're a KGB. So this is a, this is a character for all those people in your life. Right on. So this is Value Corner. You're trying to give us a good bang for our buck. Because so I'm saying long I distance. Mean, you're cost- all about saving us money. I know you are, Calder. Uh, I, don't, I don't want I, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess that it is going to be... 79 cents. Chris, even lower. Even lower? This guy, he gets the job done. He's a soldier. He he does it efficient. And when I mean efficient, I mean cheap and efficient. This character will only cost you 35 cents. Right on. 35 cents. That's a good deal. And that's your value corner. So let's move on. I actually have a segment that I found the sound clip for, so I want to use it. And this, the uh, segment is called Hidden Gems. But wait, wow, it looks like a diamond. Yeah, it looks like a diamond, because we're going digging for diamonds and hidden gems. Let's talk about a piece, and I'm just going to tell you outright who this piece is. Because this set got completely overshadowed and no one cared about the set to begin with, at least in, in my head, no one cared about it. Uh, but let's talk about Queen Hippolyta from the Wonder Woman set. I think this is actually a really solid piece. Now, I don't know a lot of people that are playing the Amazon keyword, which is probably the type of team that you would run with this figure based off of the wording of some of her powers, but I think it's pretty solid. Even if you're not using it on that for 85 points, this is still a very solid figure. So... 85 points, no special combat symbol. Starts off with charge, 8 speed, 10 attack with blades, 18 defense with ESD, which Ooh. is awesome, and a special damage power with 2 damage. So you're probably going to be using your blades. So she does have a trait. It's called Amazon Sisterhood. Queen Hippolyta can use super senses. She has traded super senses her whole dial. That's awesome. For all characters with this trait, when a friendly character with the Amazon keyword attacks an opposing character and action as a result, you may give the attacker an Amazonian token. So she triggers herself. You can you can give herself a, a token for that. Huh. Uh, the damage power that shows on the top is called Queen of the Amazons. Queen of Politics can use leadership. When she does and succeeds, instead of removing an action token, you hmm. may add an Amazonian token to all other friendly characters with the Amazon keyword. Now, I'm not going to get into what the other Amazon or Amazonians do. You guys can go and read that stuff. But it's fun, it's flavorful, and she's a nice little leader here. Now, she does have a special damage power, or I'm sorry, a, a defense power. It's an eight-click long dial. She has the defense power for the last four clicks of her dial called Shield Wall. Queen Hippolyta can use toughness. Friendly uh, characters within one square that have the Amazonian token that have an, an Amazonian token, can use Empower. When they do and the attacker hits, remove an Amazonian token from their card. Uh, so it's flavorful. I like it. She doesn't have any range. I think I forgot to mention that. Here's one of the reasons why I like this figure. 
Her defense is solid. Solid. Dude, those 18s and 17s are awesome. The whole dial, it's just 18 and 17. So oh, yeah. It bounces back and forth between the two. Um, attack is pretty stagnant at 10. She doesn't yep. have willpower, which is one of the things where I'm like, it's not great, but I still like the, the figure itself. I want to point out that the special defense power is called Shield Wall, and the character does not have a shield in her skull. But, but whatever. On those last four clicks, her damage output does go up because she goes base damage 2-2, two, 3-3, two, three, three, and all four of those clicks have close combat expert. Yep. Still with 18 and 17 defenses the whole time and super senses, like I said. Downfalls of this character, she doesn't have any reducer at the beginning of her dial. But I just think she's so... Like, she's fun and flavorful. So if there's anybody out there that likes the Amazons, check out this figure and run in, like, theme team Amazonian ladies running into battle. I thought it was pretty cool. Absolutely. Freaking lovely, Chris. Okay. Moving on. We actually have something. I don't know why I didn't think about this. So I want to just throw out a, a big thank you to one of our listeners and now not only one of our listeners but actually moving up in heroic rank so here's what i didn't think about when i was busy setting up this patreon i was like oh yeah that's how people can donate money i don't know why i didn't think that there were other ways <laughs> that you could donate money so one of our listeners just contacted me and said Hey, I don't really want to have a reoccurring thing on Patreon. Can I just give you an outright donation? The answer is yes, and that's through PayPal. So let's let's have a little uh, heroic ranking up session right here. All right. So moving on from just a regular listener to the first rank of Citizen is going to be one of our uh, longtime listeners and an avid answerer of our community questions, Collectible. So as now on, from now on, you will always be labeled as Citizen Collectible. Uh, we really, really appreciate your uh, donation. And hey, like I've said before, uh, we work off the value for value model. Our goal is to entertain you guys and gals, so if you feel like we give you value in your life, then uh, consider showing us your love. And either jump on our Patreon, jump up in your heroic rank, or you can just, I guess, do it exactly what Collectible, Citizen Collectible said. And hey, here's here's money. PayPal, take it. Take my money. (laughs) So we appreciate that, man. Let's move on to community. We've got quite a bit of stuff to get through on community. Um, on our Twitter, on our Facebook, we ask a community question every week that you guys are every more than welcome. Tuesday. Uh, yeah, every Tuesday, community hey. Tuesday question, which, once again, you guys can jump on there. Even throughout the week, it doesn't have to be on Tuesday. Uh, we record on Sunday nights, so if it's Saturday night, you're bored, you're listening to the podcast, you can still answer it. We'll get it in uh, before we record on Sunday. This week's community question is, what special terrain would you like to see made? What mechanics would it bring? And how will WizKids errata it? Um, I thought that was funny, uh, but that uh. was just me. <laughs> Calder, uh, can you tell us, uh, who's your first? 
Uh, first up is uh, David Cologne on Facebook. Boom tube special terrain point cost forty five. Beginning of the game, place four boom tube markers on the map. Beginning of each of your turns, if a character is occupying the marker, they may be given a free move action and the teleporter to any terrain marker. This character is occupying the terrain marker when it's a target of attack and may use shape change. If they succeed, they move to a different terrain marker. That's that seems fun. I wonder how they errata it. Did he say and how many then, points it would cost? Yeah, he said 45 points, 45. and you place four boom tubes somewhere. And then there's a little bit uh, of conversation between him and David Herberger, and he's like, would it be indestructible? And, you know, it is pretty You should be able to destroy it if it's been used. And David said, in his mind, not indestructible, so that way when you fa- if you fail shape change, that terrain marker goes away. Hmm. All right. Sounds cool. It's kind of cool. It's kind of like the sniper's nest, so I kind of quite I like it. I like it, too. Uh, we've got an answer from Citizen Seth Aaron, and his weekly Twitter name is Uncle Rico's Football Career. <laughs> uh, you never fail to make me laugh, Seth. I appreciate that. Gosh. He said a graveyard would be rad. Uh, movie into the train. Uh, power action, bring out a zombie bystander. Free action for anyone with the monster or ruler keyword. Only up to four at a time on the board, and when they hit... They deal one penetrating. When KO'd, you have to do the thriller dance. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, which, by the way, uh, Little Plastic Superheroes linked a GIF of Michael Jackson doing thriller. That so, is so great. Thank you. By the way, guys, yeah. once again, we we love you guys as our community and stuff like that. And we always appreciate when you jump on each other's answers and talk to each other because that's what this is, a community. Talk to each other. It's fantastic. Awesome. Hank McCoy on the Facebook. As I feel if like that's a big cl- name. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> uh, it, geez. He says, <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't mean to derail you. I just... uh, like, oh, your name's fake. Just, uh, as if your clicks needed more mechanics to question in game. Lol. I mean, thanks, thanks for playing. I, I feel like the goal is to make it as convoluted as possible. Oh, yeah, we're trying to work. I mean, if you're not making Heroclix convoluted, what are you really doing with your life? I mean, and now you we need have... to ask yourself these serious questions. Very true. Is that the end of that answer? That is the end of that answer. <laughs> okay. Uh, Eric the Red said, a circus cannon or teleporter. It would take a power action, and you could place your character anywhere on the map. They would errata it by making you roll four... Uh, Roll and four through six can perform the action, because yeah, th- I mean that's classic WizKids. They'd forget that. Oh yeah, totally would. Eric Wadsworth, a great wall terrain, blocking terrain that <laughs> occupies one full row of the map. Ten points. If this terrain follows all normal rules for placing terrain, treats these blocking terrain markers like normal block terrain markers for purposes of terrain interaction however they can be placed on hindering terrain they can also be destroyed like normal and ignored by normal game effects so it's a giant wall of blocking terrain friendly characters on your side of the wall gain plus two to defense opposing characters on your side of the wall gain plus two to attack that's if an this, interesting mechanic this, if this terrain can't be placed choose one character on your force to gain plus one to all defense value uh, for the rest of the game huh. well alright then 
Wall. We've got an answer from Citizen Michael Miller, and he said, uh, "Archaeology dig site." The uh, in quotes he has these are priceless priceless relics. What have you done? End quotes. When attacking someone in this terrain, roll a d6 on a one through two, take one penetrating damage. And then in parentheses he said, on a side note, it was actually hard to think of one. I think that. Yes, this was a this was a more challenging question this week as I did not get as many answers on Twitter as I normally get for the community uh. question, the community Tuesday question. So uh, I apologize, guys. <laughs> My bad. Uh, okay, uh, Christopher Smotherman on Facebook, Batcave, Fortress of Solitude, Legion of Dune Base uh, from Justice League cartoon. Unlimited Batcave characters activated as Batcave terrain. Can you stealth? So. Fortress of Solitude can be given a power action to heal one click, so Ice Fortress and that's cool. Uh, Legion of Doom Base. I just I wish it was uh, something cooler, but uh, characters occupying this can use perplex or outwit, but only to target other characters occupying Legion of Doom Base. I mean it, it is arguably the coolest base in in the world. I mean, it looks like Darth Vader's helmet, for goodness sake. It looks awesome. It does look cool. I wanna go back to the Fortress of Solitude though. It's the Fortress of Solitude, so unless you have, like, the Kryptonian keyword, I feel like you yeah. should get an action token for healing because it's so cold. That would, oh, yeah, that would make sense. Right? I don't know. Lois Lane seems to go there all the time. Yeah, cold isn't about her. <laughs> Just saying. Maybe, maybe <laughs> Super, Superman turns up the heat when she's there. Oh, uh, probably. He, he just doesn't want her to freeze. He doesn't feel it. He doesn't know how hot it is outside. Probably true. We got an answer from Citizen Collectible. It said Trapster Traps, as in the character Trapster. He did link a picture of. But Taste Pot Key. Yeah, one of oh, the yeah. worst, one of the worst Marvel characters of all time. It's it's fantastically hilarious. But he said hidden terrain that gives a character an action token and forces them to stop moving. Now, I love this on paper. I love the idea of it. And I also want to be like, oh, you triggered my trap card as your opponent moves across the map. But then I was thinking about the actual mechanic. Like, how do you put something on the map and your opponent not know immediately that you placed it on the map unless you have, like, a little side paper or something that you turn face down and you know how some of the maps have, like, uh, uh, letters and numbers across it, so it's like a grid formation and like oh my trap is on a17 or whatever and oh they moved on to a17 or through it and then you like turn over the paper like haha gotcha hmm <laughs> that really really so? gets the old noggin no <laughs> <laughs> oh no Podcasting's hard. It's so yes. hard. Ah, get hurt all the time. Get hurt all the time. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm in the roller chair, I'll roll over a cup of my jeans and get stuck in there. I'm like, ah, oh, no, what am I doing in my life? <laughs> such a difficult job, you guys. You don't know what we go through every week to, to, to do this. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> was that the end of that? Was that? Yeah, that was the okay. end. You, you hit uh, Jay Sanson, I have the storm terrain. Characters using improved movement from flight take damage as follows. One penetrating damage if they move more than six squares from the terrain. Uh, two, if using it from six to eight squares of the terrain, so this is all pen damage, or three damage if using it from one to three squares of terrain. 
no damage at uh, the six to two. I just I'm so confused by what that means because there's a little asterisk next to the two. Uh, Eye of the Storm. Uh, Whiz Kids would have read it and removed the pen damage, probably, you know. <laughs> and probably Superman to it, so it affects booted characters. I don't know what that, but sure. I like uh, another, it. Yeah, it's actually kind of neat. Uh, another option is uh, just called when, when map, uh, roll, and really don't like special terrain because it makes the map choice less of a factor. It does kind of. You're not wrong. Hmm. All right. I have one last answer. Did you did you Twitter. get that pun? Did you, I'm just trying to like another train rule. Uh, another train rule is just called win map. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I was reading ahead. I because I have to switch from Twitter to Reddit here in a second to make sure that I have these answers. Ah. Uh, because remember, one of the moderators on the HeroClix subreddit was nice enough to uh, sticky the community question at the top of the page, so people jumped on there and answered it on Reddit, which, if this is, by the way, the first time you've ever listened to Dial H for Hero Clicks, welcome. Uh, the last answer that I have off of Twitter is from Little Plastic Superheroes, and he said, I know I'm late answering, but a poison gas special terrain would be cool. Have it trigger by destroying a special blocking terrain square, and everyone within one square takes one damage. That seems very, like, doable. Some of these... Or like really like the ideas that you guys have come up with sound like really grandiose and they're good ideas. You just probably WizKids would never run with it. This one's small and nice and they can make it work. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that actually happening. Right on. That's really cool. Alan Wilkinson. Yep. Trampoline, ten points. I love this. Uh, number one, counts as one square for movement purposes. Uh, two, when you begin movement or move into this terrain, gain flight for the remainder of this action. Finish movement, <laughs> uh, but only in a straight line. If you do, one square or more. After movement resolves, roll a d6, which can't be modified or rerolled. On a one or two, take one penetrating damage. On a three, if you occupy this terrain, power, place this figure in an adjacent square of clear terrain at the same elevation. It's trampoline. <laughs> I really like that one. Uh, that, one that one's okay. funny, and I like it. It's good stuff. Over on Reddit, we have a poster named Deadpool7. said, I really love the idea of terrain, as it's a nice game element for low points that can help your team without being completely overpowered like resources. That said, I think there needs to be more balance to them. The boxing ring is incredibly too powerful for only mm. five points, whereas the invisible plane slash merc jet are more in line with what they should do for a low-cost investment. Uh, skipping ahead just a little bit, he said, portable devices like force fields or gravity manipulators could be kind of neat. Maybe a force field prevents ranged attacks while inside uh, from both directions. But there's a chance for the field to short-circuit each turn and deactivate. Gravity manipulators would stop you when you enter no matter what and reduce speed to one-half, just like hindering terrain. Um, it goes on, so it, you can jump on Reddit and read this, uh, the rest of this response. But I thought that was pretty cool. I like the ingenuity behind that. Nice. I, I'd really see that in a rata. I didn't even... Uh, can't be placed inside a starting area, by the way. And uh, trampoline can't have blocking terrain around it, so, you know. Oh, oh okay. Don't spoil the fun of trampoline. No, I, I didn't <laughs> even notice. He put it in a reply, so I'm like, oh, there's a reply. Third check. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, all right, uh, last one on Facebook. Tim Sear, Fortnite bus. Every five minutes, 
So if it's a timed game, this will be easier to keep track of. The perimeter squares around the map become ineligible squares. It's kind of like Shock the Turtle. Char characters click one unavoidable every turn. 30 minutes, a treasure feat drops. You, uh, you know what Fortnite is, Chris? No, I don't. Uh, it's this new game, Sweeping the Nation. No, it's uh, actually kind of is. It's like this free-to-play semi... It's like PUBG for consoles and stuff, pretty much. You know what PUBG is, Chris? Yeah, totally. Okay. I so totally okay. So it's is. like this big arena mode thing. So there's like a hundred players or so. You all fall from the sky, dropped on the map. There's only one person that wins, and you basically all have guns. You have to find guns and whatever, and then you shoot people. But as you're, you know, on this huge map, a hundred players, it constantly is shrinking. So it has to, you have to move in, and it, it just makes the game very interesting. It's fun. I've never played Fortnite, but I've played PUBG, and I hear they're borderline the same thing. So sorry my ignorance is kind of showing here, because I, I don't know what Fortnite uh, completely is, okay. but yeah, yeah, close enough. I, I like the idea of it. I also really like oh, the format okay. of um, Shock the Turtle. Yeah. I think that is such a fun format. Also this. I like turtles. I like turtles. Um, that's a thing. <laughs> We got an answer from Bentley82 said, I'm not a fan of them. They remind me of Battlefield editions and make the game completely unfair to the opponent. At least when the scale of the, uh, at least on the scale of the boxing ring, the boxing ring would be more balanced if it acted as hindering terrain. As usual, and you only got one plus one attack when in it, but the minus two attack shooting in or out makes no sense at all to begin with on top of making it too powerful. I like the idea of being able to change the map though, paying five to 20 points, to turn a heavily walled map into rubble is great. If they had an, a terrain that either leveled, elevated, or just allowed you to move up and down freely, that would be great. Hmm. Nice. I don't have any more on Facebook, so you just uh, you keep them coming. All right, ZStrong24. I think the other comments in here have summarized my thoughts well already. The boxing ring is too good for five points. I'm skipping ahead. I think the invisible plane is perfect and would love to see stuff that has less disruptive effect on the map. Being able to customize the map is a, a bit with the terrain is fantastic and can help on those maps that are just an awful fit for your team. So I'd love to see more of them. Uh, disaster. disaster. <laughs> yeah, danger room. Friendly units gain the X-Men keyword while in the special terrain. Opponents gain the robot keyword while in the special terrain. Um I asked, how does theme props work in that scenario, and he, she, don't know, responded, you'd have to have them in the first place to use them, but if you could use, if you could produce pogs, then they'd get the keywords and could gain synergy bonuses, and oh, I think they could neat. use, yeah, and they could use any theme team props that you could have. And the last answer I have is from DC74, who said, sand, minus two to movement if passing through, minus three if starting from it, I like it already, by the way, it's just simple nice you just throw it on the map and by the way i'm just throwing this out there this is one of those things where you could just make it like cardboard make a, a six by six cardboard square that you just throw down and it just looks like sand right and then it would have the game mechanics so you don't even have to make this yeah. 3d uh he also said tar pit all ground movement stops until next turn and they will errata minus one plus one to take credit for it because i thought of it and not them <laughs> so thank you guys from reddit we appreciate the answers very nice uh, 
Did you think of any cool terrain you'd like to see, Chris? I, I was just kind of expanding more on what I talked about last week on the episode, which was the idea of, like, a pet cemetery. You don't have to call it pet yeah. cemetery, but just the idea of a cemetery. And I, I do like the idea of generating zombie bystander tokens or something like that. And they, they wouldn't be, like, great or anything. They're just, like, little shambling zombies. Just give them sidestep. And if nothing else, they could tie stuff up. But you'd have to have, like, I don't know, a something to do with if your character has the magical keyword then it would be like free action to do this stuff but a regular character without the magical keyword would have to actually do power actions and stuff okay. you know because like because they're like occultists and they're trained in that kind of stuff i guess use your imagination but yeah. that's where i went where'd you go well, because tis the season, I just kept thinking about ice and ice terrain, just because of how many times I've slipped and fell on ice. Just modify speed value by negative three, or, like, cut it in half whenever you occupy the terrain, and then roll a d6 whenever you try to move. And uh, it's, like, that direction. Like, you choose sides of the map or whatever are numbers, and you have to oh, move that randomly fun. or something. Yeah, just something like that. Three, that's another one of those that you could just make it a cardboard cutout and throw yeah. it on the map. Yeah, right, just... Watch, this ice. is gonna be a thing in like a year. If a vehicle occupies probably... ice terrain, it just it completely ceases. It just gains battle fury. <laughs> uh, they're gonna steal this idea, Calder. <laughs> just the idea of like throw down six by six square cardboard cutouts and just be like, this is special terrain now. This is special terrain, yeah. It'd be easier that. than the giant boxing ring with jet <laughs> stuff. <sighs> All right, so watch out for that, listener. Yep. Uh, listeners because that's going to be a thing in like a year that they stole from us but whatever, whatever. Not so we have uh we have to give away the copy of spider-man homecoming again <laughs> uh i'm not gonna get into the reason why but listen or uh, get ready for next week's tuesday community question jump on there answer that and you could possibly win a copy of spider-man homecoming on the next episode of dial h for hero clicks all right. Uh, we have a birthday shout-out to give, and it's not just any birthday. It's the Dial H official Arabian birthday that we like to give out. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you guys have birthdays you want to get a shout-out, or if there's someone special in your life that you want to give a shout-out to on the podcast, just tweet or message Calder. Um, tweet me, message Calder, whatever. Say who it is and the date, and we'll give you guys birthday shout-outs. Yep. So. This week's uh, birthday calendar is going to go out to Citizen Michael Miller's daughter named River, and she celebrated her birthday on February 22nd. So, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. I can't well. not laugh when I hear that. <laughs> Make a wish, blow your candles, happy birthday. Ugh. Wow. I don't know. I don't know what my true humor is like. I just... I, I also... Uh, the, uh, I like turtles. I do like turtles, oh, man. My God. <laughs> Every okay. time you talk about Ninja Turtles, that's what has to play. That's just... Oh, I didn't even think about that. Why, why have I been so dumb this week? I've not been putting two and two together on almost anything, so thank you. I will play that. Regarding, regarding the Ninja Turtles. 
in the future. Okay. Oh, wow. What else we got on community? We got some mailbag. We got questions. I'll cover uh, Tim Sears' questions because that'll be hopefully easy. Uh, Tim Sear, uh, right in the Dallas Street, folks, has a Wizkids open event coming up, 300 Modern. Needs a little bit of build help. So far, he's got Mr. Steph at 100, Mjolnir at 10 points, Surter at 25, Green Arrow ID. You know, that's pretty much locked in at 140 for him. Gives him 160 to play with, and he was thinking Fast Forces Dream Gay, Dream Gray for TK, or uh, the Mighty Thor, Zeus at 150. I pulled him to me, and then he said, any advice? So, uh, he says 300 Modern, which I'm assuming is competitive, but in the case that it's not a super-duper hyper-competitive event, I do have a few different choices here for you. So, go with Jean Grey, which gives you about 110 points to play with, and then I would say have the prime Big Barda, and here's why. Mistress Death is going to be picking up Mjolnir anyways, so she's going to be swinging with a 10 range, making a close combat attack, right? And you're going to be giving her cool plus ones to damage, but it doubles the damage with her death tokens. So Big Barda has that cool three square in power. What's also great is Searcher's Philosophy Retaliation, you know, it only targets one person, and then it deals... Uh, I need to look at damage on this actually again, but I think it deals one to two penetrating damage. Yeah, so actually Big Barda can be in Surter's Colossal Retaliation within three squares, give him the Empower and not get hurt. Let's read that again. Damage from the character since your last turn, place her such you can make close time attack, targeting the chosen character, so just one character, and then do so. After resolutions, deal one penetrating damage to each opposing character within two squares. So even if that was any character, Big Barda could still stay out of that range, but it doesn't really matter. So anyways, yeah, since he only targets one person, her empower is great, so you, she can actually be close to Surter. Uh, Big Barda herself is a beast, and you still have ten points left, which means you can get another item for either Barda to pick up or a few more ID cards. Besides that, you aren't going to be using Mistress Death as a call-in then to bring in an arrow. You can just use Barda instead on any of the later clicks. Another choice I have uh, is Cable, um, because you don't have any probability control on this team, and I think the 120-point common Cable is amazing, and I think if you play him right, he can stay alive very easily in a competitive sense. Since he's seven clicks along, I'm not going to try to go on too long, but he does ignore hindering terrain, he has stealth, he has the cool body slide, he has prob for the first two clicks, he has penetrating psychic blast with four damage top dial with indomitable and seven range, he hits like a truck. He's just he's a great, you know, secondary attacker, besides you already have Mistress Death, who's either using Mjolnir or Pulse Wave, which is amazing. Cable being only 120 points means you have 40 points left, so you can use uh, if you still want TK, so Mistress Death can easily pick up uh, her Mjolnir, you can use Helion. There's a Helion from the new X-Men set, is only 40 points. Or you can use Lieutenant Kyle from the Gosh, or is it? He's like my favorite character in the set too. Star Trek, the Star Trek set. So you can use Lieutenant Kyle. He's like he has sidestep and then he has TK, but he's only 25 points, which is awesome. So that means Cable and Kyle are only 145 points, which means you can also use that for again, if you had the Shield Level 7 ID card, you can call in Nick Fury with Cable since he's 120 points. He's more than Mr. Steph, which is awesome. Gives you more call-in options. Um, so that's what I came up with. Hopefully that helps you. I also chose characters that should be relatively cheap for you to get, like Cable, Hellion, and Kyle should all be under $5 for what you need. 
And Farda, she is a prime, so she's going to cost more. I assume you already had Jean Grey, so that shouldn't be a problem. But hopefully that helps you, Tim. Chris, if you have any opinions I want to use for his team. I'm going to bow down to your wisdom, man. You play a lot more uh, actual competitive events than I would ever even dream of doing myself. So I'm just going to go with Caller's words of wisdom right there. All right. Cool. <laughs> yeah. This is my I do. I really... The cable figure is a fantastic figure, though. I, I will jump on that opinion as well. He is very good, and it never hurts to, you know, have probability control on your team. So, I would agree with that. All right, and then we have a few questions from Malcolm Rush. So. All right. Uh, so just to preface these questions, I have not read these questions, so I'm gonna have to formulate these answers right off the top of my head. Let's go. Uh, new questions. These are all about sets. So, what do you sure. think? Make a set great. What would make a set great? Set great. Uh, recycling mechanics from past that people actually like. So, uh, obviously, clicks effects would be a thing. I'm assuming that people would like to see some more special terrain. Uh, make sure that the set, if it is, uh, if they're gonna gamble a little bit and make a bunch of never before clicked figures. Make all the figures actually good. You you don't want to pull a, a figure that you don't know who it is and they suck. Yeah. So so if you make named people that people everybody knows, you can downgrade their power levels because at least you'd be like, oh well, it's still Batman. I'll play with a Batman even though he's not that good. But if you pull like Cipher and no one knows who Cipher is, then don't make him suck. Yeah. <laughs> no one's gonna want it. Great. Okay. Your your go. Uh, to me, what makes the set great? is team synergy you know if you're going to have sub themes in a set normally they all synergize but i've seen sub themes that's like okay they all have the same keywords and that's about all they have so i like seeing good team synergy in sets uh number two which sets do you like the most you know high point figures medium point figures or really low point figures like what do you like to see the most in sets i would say and this is 100 percent just how i personally play the game which are casual games at home that are generally very large in point totals. So for me, I really do like to see a lot of characters that are in the 150, 180, 230 point ranges. Those are great to me. I love that stuff. Awesome. I personally like seeing like 400 point teams built with a bunch of people that are all like 100 points. So I actually quite enjoy a bunch of medium point figures in the set. And number three, in sets, which do you prefer? Figures which have a ride range or a variety of jobs, jack of trades, or characters that are just really good at one specific thing. I'm gonna go with the former. I like jack of trades, but I also like pack as many powers onto a dial as you can, and it just makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, I love characters that kind of like switch up what they do, but it's also I also just really enjoy a character that's just like really stupid good at one thing. Like, yeah, Wolver. Recharge and blades, like it's cool. Uh, number four, do you like do you like a set that has many sub themes or just a few sub themes? I would say if you only put a few in a set but do it well, then that's all I need. Like that'll make me happy. You put three, you could do set or WizKids could do sets where they put out three keywords in the entire set, but if they do it well enough, then I think it'll fly. If they put out sets and they're not synergizing together the keywords 
Uh, they're not synergizing together, and there's really no point of it actually being a sub-theme. And what's the point? Yeah, I totally agree. Like, I really hated uh, one set had the old Captain America set, sub-theme, Great Lakes Avengers, and I got really excited. And then I opened it, there are three Great Lakes Avengers figures in the original yeah, Captain America set. Don't, no, that's don't not do that with kids. That's, yeah, that's barely, yeah, so... By all means, if you're gonna have, if you're gonna say we have a ton of sub themes, I'd prefer you just fill out sub themes really in a set. Um, number five, in sets, which do you like? Many versions of a character, or should just be limited to like two or three versions of like the same character? All right, I might be in a minority here, might not, but this is my strong opinion on this one. I hate when they make more than one version of the same character in a set, unless. It has the shifting focus mechanic or whatever you want to call it for the different changing. Like, you know, if it changes from one version to another, like Wasp or Black Panther or any of those figures, that's fine. But I do not want to see two or three Cyclops in a set. I, it just is not interesting to me. And then they want to spout yeah. like, oh, there's, there's 86 figures in the set. Okay, well, only 50 of them are actually different characters. Yep. I totally agree. I don't like getting a bunch of like different versions of one character. Like I prefer if we just got one character per set. That's like, oh, I don't need three different Iron Men. Just just one's good. Unless of course, like I said, shifting focus. Then it's then it's fine. Oh, I'll also throw out that if it's a generic, then that's fine. Oh well. yeah. I mean, yeah, you generics. Can you can reuse sculpts on generics and just change the dials, and you can even like name it the same thing. I don't care if it's generic. I don't care. Nice. And number six, make a perfect set that you would want to see Wisk kids do. Yeah, anything special to make the set better, what would it be? Well, I have been on an Ultimates kick recently, and they haven't arrived yet, but I'm expecting to get them soon-ish. Uh, I got an entire set of Ultimates action tokens. All right. From, from Enrageous. He's been mentioned on the podcast multiple times. Also a really funny guy. We talk on Twitter all the time. But um, So I would like to see an ultimate set and just redo the whole universe. Dope. Dope. What would you like? Man, I want to see a Marvel video game set. Just specifically Marvel video games. You know, you can have the chases be the 8-bit Marvel ones. And then just... Or like sure. any video game set, really. I just want to see a Marvel vs. Capcom set. So bad. Okay, next question based off of that. If you may, if they made an 8-bit like Marvel video game set, would you like them to be the 8-bit sculpt similar to the new Turtles sets, or do you want them to be like 2D? I would like, really. I kind of want to see what the 2D would look like. I mean, goofy when you turn it sideways, but I would. I would kind of want to. I would like I, to mess with the idea of it being like 2D. I think if you want to go, if you want to go 2D, just go full ham into 2D. Or yeah. in, into 8-bit, I'm sorry, if you want to go 8-bit. Yeah. Like, that makes more sense than making a 3D version of an yeah, with character. That. I gotta say, I'm still not crazy about that design, but it's still, it looks neat. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I also, I should say this. A dream set of mine is shaping up already to be a reality for me and a lot of people out there with this Batman animated series oh, yeah. set. Like, it... I love the idea of it, and the figure sculpts that they've shown, even though we haven't seen a single dial yet, they look so, so cool. good. 
So, yeah, it, I mean, this might be the perfect set for me. Nice. Nice. Was that, that's everything? All and that, those, those, those are it, man. You got them. Okay. Uh, I've got questions. some cleanup for a couple of things it. before we get out of here. One, I forgot to mention this earlier. Um, obviously, we're playing around with the soundboard, and... I'm not great at it yet, <laughs> but I'm working on it. So uh, give me a little leeway on that. I'll get better at it. Also, it if there are, your... I, I can make my own sound clips now for the soundboard. So if there are any suggestions out there that anyone wants, like, oh, hey, this would make a really good sound clip for your guys' show, let me know what it is. Send me a link off of YouTube or whatever it is, wherever you got it, and I'll see what I can do about turning it into a sound clip that we can put on the podcast. What was your question? Speak one more time. Okay. You just, like, got really weird there for a second. I don't know if it was my mic or if it was something else, but you just, like, talk on the podcast. Like, like, whoa. Hmm. It's freaking me out. No, you're good. I was just like, oh, your mic, but you're not fine. So, never mind. It's just, it's just the NSA monitoring my conversations, so don't worry about it. Oh, all right. Hey, That's guys cool. at the NSA. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you, have you seen that where it's like, oh, oh you have to milk the store, and it's like FBI. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to throw that in there. What? Oh, alrighty. Have you ever seen that like that meme where it's like, oh, I forgot to pick up milk at the store, and then it's like the FBI texts him, "Don't worry, dude, I got you." And it's a picture of a dude like in this police uniform. He's outside the house and he's got like two gallons of milk. No, uh, it's no, hilarious. Just like yeah, I've watching your conversation. I want to see it, but back. since you mentioned since you mentioned milk, it reminded me of this. Oh! Somebody, oh! He needs some milk. He needs some milk. <laughs> <laughs> the internet is so stupid. Sorry for here, folks. Bring you uh, any chance, or really just two hours of soundboard clips. I do. Uh, I told you I was having fun with the soundboard. So. Uh, Actually, uh, we would appreciate some constructive feedback from the listener out there regarding the soundboard. So let us know. And uh, we'll see what we can change and help you guys out. Do you have anything else? Closing thoughts, Calder? That is, that is all. That is all. Okay. Well, you can find us on Twitter at Dial H for Hero Clicks. That's the number four. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Dial H for Hero Clicks. Or you can send us an email, uh, like some people do sometimes, at Dial H for Hero Clicks at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, that, that's all I got. Hit it, Calder. All right. Further reminder, Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Bye, guys. Bye. Nice job.